Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Thanks for tuning in to Dorbo for Clear. I'm Casey Boat, and Brett and TJ are back after a wild weekend at Martinsville. They'll cover everything that went down, such as Denny Hamlin versus Joey Logano, Todd Gilliland's comments about Kyle Busch, only three lead changes in Sunday's race, plus much, much more. Let's kick it. Hi, TJ Majors. This is Brett Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Hey guys, how's hey. it going? It's up. As you both yeah. stare at your phone. I'm looking at a piece of paper. I'm looking at my notes. Well, who are you, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> my notes. Stay off my notes. I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 cup car, 99 pickup truck, and uh, no Xfinity car for a while still. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, back in the Xfinity series this weekend with Ross Chastain's finale for 2019. He's racing the number 10 car. Uh, no truck for me the rest of the year, although they had a hell of a race in Martinsville. Casey, thanks for coming back. Hey. It was a hell of a truck race. Hell of you a guys keep race. being nice, and I'll keep coming back. Oh. No guarantees well, there. Yeah. That's not really true because they're for the, the pitchers thing for a while. You know. Producer Jason's in the booth. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the truck race. That was one of the best races I've seen in person in forever. You had some great pictures, too. Thank you, Casey. See, when Jason impressed. isn't working on the podcast on Monday or, or Tuesday, he goes and does all this other really cool stuff for his own podcast and kills, my the, own podcast. kills the content Which with that. Which podcast is your slack. favorite? Door bumper clear. Yeah, okay. He's about to get fired if you said something. (laughs) I know. I wore my t-shirt around Martinsville, saw a lot of fans. I saw that. That was awesome. Actually, um, I'll say this about Martinsville. Of all the tracks that we go to, Martinsville is a place where more people say hey to me and they love love our podcast than anywhere else we go. Like, I mean, if you're under the grandstand, if you're walking from your car to the track, if you're in the garage, I, I guess, you know, Greensboro is like the number one TV market across the country in terms of population versus ratings, right? So maybe it's because we're so close to Greensboro, but that um, place loves us. Martinsville has a lot of great race fans. Well, they're short trackers. They, there's a So around that Virginia area in, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, that is like short track central. It's a, it's a honey hole. Man, there's so many great short tracks around around that areas. Um, South Boston, you know, Martinsville, um, Southern National, Langley, Richmond. Nice. I mean, dude, there's so there. many around there. Um, 
There's just so many good places, and they love the short tracking. Even when you look at like Hickory and Concord, they they're not that far from there. Two it's hours. less than two hours. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a racer and you have and you Southampton you, Speedway, Southampton, great old great racetrack. Yeah. Um, there's just so many options to go to, and, and guys in that area can race two nights a week a lot because they can run one track on Friday and another track on Saturday. Yep. And uh, it's just a great area for racing, man. And Martinsville, they do a really good job there. Um, The fans can get really close. Like, they let them out. Um, You can get a track. I think you can get, like, a track um, front stretch pass maybe or something. There's just fans. They they have a lot of access there. Cheating hot dogs? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't either. Chris didn't. Lambert, he ate like four right before the race yesterday. I saw that. I saw um, him walk in there, and he was just. <laughs> did he do okay? <laughs> I guess he made it. He yeah, made I it. guess. So, so we uh we have a tab at the hot dog stand, right? So we go up and we What's say what car number we're on, and we have to give them the password. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when we give them the password, they'll literally give us whatever we want, right? So What's the password? I'm not telling you guys what the password is. <laughs> well, they'll probably is. change it for next time. I can well, beep it out. Not if it's the same truck driver. <laughs> um, yeah, a truck driver. The yes. truck drivers make up the password, but then they go over at the end of the day and they close their account out, right? So I think our hot dog count from Friday was like 60-something hot dogs. That's for how many bad. people? I mean, 10 guys, I guess, maybe. But you got to remember, and that's not that's ridiculously low. I, I mean, it, Dillner ate like 60 in one day. <laughs> it's two dollars a hot dog. Yeah, the price is impressive. That, I know honestly. the prices awesome. are so impressive there that that's how it should be. That's you how Eldora sh- is too. Like there they're was, all. What other track was like that this year? That they they the Talladega pro- prices were amazing, but yep. you had to buy the ticket to get into the area where it was amazing. I think the Atlanta Falcons are pioneering yes. prices. And look, here's the reality, TJ. What are they doing? I was talking to John Kraft about this. Freddie Kraft's brother up in Martinsville. When NASCAR went out and they bought all these these racetracks back, ISC, you know, ISC was a publicly traded company. They mm-hmm. had to answer to shareholders. They're trying to turn a profit, and it's almost a conflict of interest because they're trying to turn a profit, yet they're trying to take care of the fan. Now NASCAR can really get in here and worry about taking care of the fan. They can reduce some of these prices. They can centralize a lot of these things. They can control the fan experience. They don't have to charge $150 for a bad ticket anymore. They yeah. can charge 40 bucks for the lower seats. Well, Martinsville is a prime example of that for the concession stand prices and stuff like that's so reasonable i was going to the hot dog stand taking your take your son up there you know you're going to the hot dog stand you're going to get a couple hot dogs and a drink for less than 15 bucks yeah. i mean or, or, both of you right easily right and, and that's how it should be i mean sponsors too i mean ho- hopefully like NASCAR it'll, it'll allow the this. opportunity to bring in more sponsors at a more reasonable price package it up yes you have more value I mean, we'll they see. can yeah. right a lot of wrongs. They can. Mm-hmm. We we got really greedy, greedy. when it was really yeah. good times, and now we need to get ungreedy and fix it. Yeah. And NASCAR yeah. buying up all this stock and SMI, you know, becoming un- un- public, uh, not a publicly traded company. That's where the big areas for room. It's of not just are. food either, though. There's there. No, was, it was across the board, and then now it needs to go back a little bit and help you know help the fan out, help the the person that wants to go, but just can't justify it for them prices and stuff so i yeah. think, I think we're going in the right yeah. yeah i think we're going in the right direction i think nascar is doing um i want to see big things happen quickly and, and it's a big ship and hard to turn I they're get, but. listening to like i've noticed when kip was on on the show he was talking about how he looks to see what people are saying and he's it, things in, take things time to do and it, it's a and i've noticed there's a lot of a lot of good trends now especially mm-hmm. with um what the tracks are doing um you know and 
I just think everything they're turning it the right direction. Yep. We had an absent president in Brian France. He was never at the racetrack. Now we have Jim France at the racetrack, Steve Phelps at the racetrack, and Steve Phelps will now have all these tracks reporting into him, just like he does the sanctioning body. It's a. It, I'm really excited about what the next year could hold in terms of what they can do. Yeah, and and look, I mean, it also gives them an opportunity to do stuff with the schedule, do yeah. stuff with the length of the races. Like they, they, they're in control. Competition has gotten a lot tighter. I think it's gotten a lot tighter. Um, is it hard to pass? Yeah, it's hard to pass. But you still have the competition, dude. I I see cars that didn't run on the lead lap run on the lead lap way more. Um, I think the competition is getting tighter. Um, I think the racing is good. So, I, and we're fine tuning it little by little now. We've got a lot of things solved that were big issues in the news every week. We we fixed a lot of them issues. We don't have we don't talk about that at all anymore. Yep. The big issues we don't talk about stuff like that at all well, anymore. Well, so. here, here's the thing to what you just said. What we're talking about now is things that are entertaining, right? It's a fight. It's a yeah. finish. It's a wreck. What's not entertaining is hearing that a car is too low on Tuesday and not or, in, not knowing who won yet. Right. So you know. so the the reality is that what we're talking about now during the week is stuff that's entertaining. It's meaningful the content excitement versus the NASCAR. technical aspect that I'm look. I'm in this industry, and if a shock breaks and a car's too low, I don't want to wait till Tuesday to hear that crap. Yeah. And the guy keep the trophy and the you know and like, you notice, we fixed all that. You notice when we went to this kind of format where we were teching after and stuff like that, a lot of cars got thrown out the first couple times we did it. Yep. But now it's one or two, yeah. Yep. Which is people, and that shows you that it's not really NASCAR that's doing. It. We were everyone were pushing the envelope. You know, pe- teams are were getting away with things and they weren't used to it. Now it's more of a this is the line. You're uh, you're over here. You're over we, here. We we looked like clowns when we were showing up for qualifying yeah. on Fridays and half the cars weren't making it out there for the fans to see them qualify. If I'm a Jimmy Johnson fan and I paid $40 for qualifying and my guy doesn't even come out of the garage, I'm super confused. I'm super upset. And I may get mad to the point that I don't come back right now. We're giving them a chance to qualify. And if they're not legal after qualifying, then we kick them out. So the fan experience is still there and it's good that they're listening to whoever they're listening to. I know we were bashing that whole process when it was happening. Whether it was on the teams, on NASCAR, on both, it doesn't matter. Our fans were the priority, and they fixed yeah. that problem. I feel like it was both, though, too, because we, we all push the envelope, and then NASCAR tries to do the best for everything, and then finally they put they drew a line, and we've all stuck with it, and now we don't even talk about it anymore. It, like I said, it's me- the stuff we're talking about is meaningful yeah. and entertaining. It's not, it's not the BS we were dealing yeah. with. Yeah, so can, good job for – Handling that and yeah. doing, getting that right. Yep. Casey, what you been doing? Anything fun? Oh, uh, no, not really. It's Just kind of working. It's Halloween week. I'm excited. What about are you going to do? How do you say it? Boo. Halloween week. Halloween. What the hell's a Halloween? You got current. Holla- you got current. <laughs> it's hollow. Halloween. It's Hopefully. a Halloween. Hopefully, you guys don't it's lose H-A. current. A. Hello. Close enough. Holla. Everybody knows what it is. They get the point, right? You we like- need a new shirt. Holla. Yeah. <laughs> you like hot water? Water. No, I don't like saying that word. I think I say it weird. Moist? Jason, no, make I us a Halloween word. shirt. <laughs> Halloween yeah, shirt. We'll do theme too. shirts next year. Yeah. No what word do you I'm now? wearing my shirt, Hocus Pocus. If you could erase one word that, that just annoys you, what would it be? Moist? Probably, but there was another word that somebody just said like last week, and I oh. think I hated it more. The C it? word is the word remember. I hate the most. Oh, yeah. Like if I say that word, it means something. What's the word really you bad. heard? I don't remember. I'll have to think about it. You I'll must not you know. hate it that much if you can't remember it. What word I do you hate, TJ? I don't really. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Patriots. Current. 
Kurt. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, Something Tom Brady. I do you want to hear about? New England, Boston, Tom, and Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All them. Those are my favorite words. I'm sure. As far uh, uh, right up there with Kyle. Okay. Nope. White I'm claw. surprised you didn't White come claw. in wearing your uh, Kyle Bush costume. Nope. Do you play Call of Duty or anything, Jason? I'm not a big video game guy. Jason, oh, did you funny. see where Kyle's motorhome was this weekend? I uh, nope. Did not. <laughs> was it dark when you came out? <laughs> I did see him walk into the stage after the truck race yeah. to greet yeah. Todd Gillen, so that was a little Did you shoot a video? I feel like we can make diecast of his motorhome and sell it for some reason <laughs> after Martinsville. Why? True. You think that that's possible? You think we could sell diecast of his motorhome? Oh, yeah. We, we probably could. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, we can hmm. monetize this whole situation. Deal. <laughs> I think somebody should get a cardboard cut out of Kyle and Todd put in the front windows of the motorhome. <laughs> So it looks like they're driving together. Awesome. Let's roll into this thing then. What about pristine auction? So we have the Joe Lagano diecast we're going to put out on the table. I'll bring it out in a sec. Also, we have a couple new items we could bid on this week. We're almost to the end of the season, so maybe get a couple more diecasts. There's a couple cool ones on pristine auction right now. A signed David Peterson diecast or a signed Ned Jarrett diecast. Both for $15 right now on there. And I feel like very attainable auction ends tonight, so I can bid on it for the rest of the day. Yeah, I like those cars. That's hard to pick from, man. Hmm. I wasn't listening. Ned Jarrett and David Pearson. Yeah, David Pearson. Yeah, you'd 1,000% go after David Pearson. Yeah. He's a South Carolina guy. All right. For <laughs> sure. Casey, get off your phone. One attention. of my favorite all-time drivers. My, my favorite all-time drivers are David Pearson was my first driver, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of a tie when Neil Bonnet and Dale Earnhardt became my favorite drivers. And then Dale Earnhardt became my all-time favorite driver. And then he wrecked Elliott Sadler at Bristol in Not 2000. So I think we did, if we didn't sit on the pole, we definitely qualified really close to the front. Dale Jr. was on our outside. And Dale Sr. wrecked Elliott. And Elliott washed up and wrecked Dale Jr. and took us both out of the race. We were stuck on the infield because there was no tunnel. And we had to wait out the whole race. And then Elliott and Dale Jr. were walking out of the tunnel. I'm sorry, walking across the track. And they were talking crap. About Dale Sr. And Dale Sr. walked up behind both of them and grabbed him by the neck and told him, but watch your mouth, boy. That's frowned upon. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing was, Dale Sr. told Elliot right before the race, hey, look, man, you got a fast car. You qualified up front. Be smart. Be patient. And Dale Sr. wrecks him the first freaking corner. (laughs) I'm sure you can go back to YouTube. I think it was 2000 in the sicko car. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know who, just real quick, you know who I think's funny and awesome that i'd love to hang out with rick mast yeah dude he he sounds like he would be fun to hang out with yeah for sure i follow him on social media and i never knew i don't know rick mast i never i don't know if i've ever been around him but he is hilarious he is and it, yeah he, he sounds like he'd be a fun time yeah. to hang out I like, with. He, you know, he's got his own podcast i've listened I know, to the mask that he does with his son and uh his son works for the atlanta braves oh maybe, really? maybe we can get him on yeah yeah that's awesome yeah i like it spot on spot off First topic, and it is a good one. Todd Gilliland wins his first career truck race and then says, Kyle Bush, you can stay in your effing motorhome. Oh, man. Spot on, spot off, Brett. He didn't say effing. He said Well, this was what was on the show sheet. So, like, so do you know what he meant by saying this, Casey? 
Go for it. Do you know what he meant? Yes. What do you mean? Means if he's going to talk crap, then he cannot enjoy celebrating with them. He took and uninvited his car owner to Victory Lane. In my NASCAR career, I've never heard of anyone winning a race and not wanting their car owner there, right? But publicly, we all know that Kyle's been overly critical of Harrison Burton, overly critical of Gilliland. And when you say things like, if you don't win in my cars, a lot of times your career is over because I've got the best trucks. And if you can't win in my trucks, you suck. That's what he essentially had been saying publicly. Mm-hmm. Privately, a lot of other things have been going on. So for Todd Gilliland to make this comment, it tells you how frustrated and how pissed off and how he really feels about Kyle Busch. And when I look at this thing, I mean, it. It. it the only cool thing about it, for me was we got Kevin Hamlin that was spotting for him who got, you know, moved after the whole uh, Natalie Decker thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he went from spotting for somebody at Rex every week to, to run a top five a lot and then winning a race. So good for Hamlin. Um, this whole thing, other than Todd winning the race, is spot off because when you have an owner and a driver that can't get along, you have big organizational problems going on. Yeah, I don't um, – I, I don't know if I would have – I know he was just – He's young. He's he was frustrated, like you said. I'm not sure that was. Uh, this is the great part about our sport is people get to hear this stuff. We don't get to hear what NFL players are saying when they're walking off the sideline after a failed th- third down conversion or something. This is the access that everybody has to our sport that makes it great. You hear this raw emotion a lot. Um, you know, I really don't know if. Um, you know, I know he was just frustrated, but I saw Kyle. I did see Kyle go to victory lane, um, which to me is the right thing to do, man. He went there and congratulated his guy. Sometimes sometimes a little pressure, like I'm not so sure Kyle didn't – it's not that he didn't believe in them, but maybe Kyle was like trying to put some pressure on him. Like, look, man, you need to dig down, find – you know, push him a little further to, to try to try to succeed. Maybe that helped Todd dig down, and, and I've noticed improvement in Todd too here lately. You know, he's found he, – he's – gotten he he's picked up the pace a little bit and maybe that's what he needed so i don't know what goes on behind closed doors there but as an owner if your guys aren't performing you know maybe kyle that's the approach he took as an owner and that's maybe that's what he believes in he wanted to speak out a little bit and maybe get these kids to do a little bit extra effort and and find you know dig down and and make it happen so i hate that todd at one of the brightest moments of his career had such a negative emotion running through him. To me, I want to win, and I want to celebrate, and I want – I don't do things in my life for the haters. I do things for the people who have loved me and supported me. Like when people go, oh, this is for all the haters. No, I don't don't live my life like that because I flip the haters off and I laugh at them, right? I mean, that's just the way I feel. But I just hate that he's in one of the brightest moments of his life and had such a negative emotion. But it tells us the story of how bad their relationship is right now. And I hope, I truly hope they can fix that. Well, I think he's also so young and he's probably not even realizing. Did you spot off it? I'm just spot off. The situation. I'm spot off on the negativity. I'm spot off on the, the, the breakdown in communication. And look, we know some things that the fans don't know, but we also know what the fans do know in that Kyle has been overly critical of these guys. Yeah. And and look, when Harrison Burton gets in that Xfinity car, he runs better than he runs in that truck, which tells me the kid can drive. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're young, man. They got to learn. I will say, uh, you know, I'm spot off because to me, you're burning a bridge right here. Like that's that's burning a bridge. And I don't know, you know, what's who knows what's happening, but um, 
maybe this is something that you go talk about later. I mean, I, I don't know. That that just tells you how bad it probably really it is. It tells you how bad it is. My, the one thing I was spot on about this situation, though, is Todd sent out an apology, and Dell Jr. retweeted it and said, I don't <laughs> think you mean it. And I, I agree yeah. with Dell Jr. I don't think you meant it either. I yeah, think I don't he was speaking you. from the heart, and I, it's just bad that his heart was filled with so much pain. He was winning the race and in pain emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he Todd's still super excited that he won, but it's... Heck he, yeah, he is. But, uh, and honestly, this probably... This win might even feel a little bit better now because now he's basically. I would think that statement and yeah, going back and listen, looking at yourself and listening to yourself, I would imagine he matured a lot uh, between the time he made that comment and this morning. And now, yep. I know. I know. You know, other drivers that have come up and acted similar to that. So. There's a lot of drivers we don't ever see mature. I mean, Kyle Busch, quite frankly, is one of them. That's what, that's I mean, what I was he, he still acts at, you know. the same as he, as he did 10 years ago. I mean, this and sounds I like, like Kyle. This yeah. sounds like Kyle when he was 20 year, 8, 19, 20 years old. And Kyle when he's 30. <laughs> so, I, I, again, I just it is what it is. I, look, from a fan perspective, it's entertaining. It's part of the story. It gives TV and all people like us something to talk about. But, again, we just said it. Now we're talking about fun and entertaining stuff. It's all – I mean, I know it's – doesn't sound good for Kyle, but this is also just whoever's going to get in that truck next. I don't know what's going to happen, but the truck can win. Yeah. Yeah. Next topic, Clint Boyer cuts down a tire and the team changes the wrong tire before heading back out. I'm going to give this one to you, TJ, first. I didn't know they changed the wrong tire. I didn't know this happened. I saw you. (laughs) I don't know how you spot on that. That's a, that's That's not good. We could screw up a two-car funeral right now. I mean, we just we can't get anything right. So Clint hit something at some point, and, yeah. and, and number one, I wasn't aware that he had hit anything in that particular run. It's a short track. Um, Things happen like that. Number quick, two, too. He's, he starts getting real squirrely and saying he's got a tire going down. The left rear, to me, looked like it was going flat because the left side looked like crap. The right side, honestly, didn't even look that bad in terms of looking like we had hit something. Um, so I said it was the left rear, which clearly I was wrong. Uh, we came down pit road. We changed the left sides only, and I made another mistake while he was on pit road. Uh, while he was on pit road, I was focused on calling out the lights that he's supposed to run because there's four lights around the corner. It's two lights for three pit stalls. It's one light for a dozen pit stalls. Then we're back to two lights getting into our pit stall. And I was so focused on him not speeding that I didn't take the time to look at the right side tires. So I made two errors. I said it was the left rear and I didn't look at the right side tires when he was on pit road. But then as a team, we made the wrong decision. We should have put, and look, this is all in hindsight, right? Which you, That's the thing. Admit your mistakes. Go back and figure out where you can get better. And even after 20 years of doing this, there are things that I can learn, such as I did yesterday. But when we pitted, we were 10 laps to go in the stage. We were under green. We should have put four tires on the car. Then we don't have to guess which tire it was for one. And for two, it puts us wave around eligible. If we take two tires there and go back out and it stays green, the good news is it didn't stay green. We we caused the caution when we went back out there because of debris that was flying off our car. But if it stays green, you take the wave around because you got four tires. If you don't only have two, you've got to come back down and put right side tires on. You're going to not get that lap back. So as we we executed that poorly, if Clint hit someone, he screwed up. If he did not hit someone, he did not screw up if they hit him, right? I screwed up saying left rear. I screwed up not looking at the right side tires. Then we screwed up making the wrong call once we got in the pit box. But you were in a similar – I was in a very similar situation, even though the laps were a little bit different at Dover. You're trying to get a wave around. You're trying to be – we're trying to stay out front because we knew if we got lapped there, that's just one more lap you got to make up. And 
you take everything you can get right now. I know you're. I know you're still racing for. We're still racing for top ten in points. Yeah, so we can get all the way to fifth. Well, we you could have a goal, but you up. have a goal that you're still trying to achieve, and you should. Yeah. And your team deserves that. Yeah. So and but, Martinsville is just such a small track where that you have so much to focus on in general. There I mean, was enough cautions that you know, even if they did do four right there, they could have waved once, which they would have waved once right there. Um, stayed out and. and the tires didn't fall off a ton. You were you had enough speed where you probably could have hung on for a while and see where it played out. But you never know, and you just got to get you got to try to do it. get everything you can at and the right I, time. And, I, and so. I'm not saying this being condescending toward Joey Logano when I say this, but when Joey Logano cut his tire down, he knew it and he wrecked his car. He spun it out. He didn't wreck it. He spun it out and he brought out a caution. Like if I'm going back and looking at that film next year as a driver and as a spotter, listen to me. We can't say, "Hey, wreck your car right here." Uh, they'd probably kick us out of the sport, right? So looking at film, though, if I were a driver, I would go in there and say, hmm, if I cut a tire, I'm not pitting and losing two laps. I'm going to spin out and hope I bring out a caution because I think that's the safer play within the game. You know what I mean? So it's like you said, though, at Martinsville, there's a hell of a lot going on, and and I certainly screwed up. But, I mean, I think that's the fun part of our sport, the human element, right? And obviously knowing that you can do this forever and still learn things, learn from your screw-ups. Absolutely. Next one. After crashing with Kyle Busch, Eric Omarola says we've got three more weeks and I'm going to make it hell for him. Spot on, spot off, Brett. I'm spot on if he can find him because Kyle's going to run very well at these next three tracks. And I think it'll be, you know, Eric's one of those guys still racing for a lot as well. Uh, When I went back and looked at that replay, um, I guess there was an incident leading into Kyle Busch getting mad. And when Kyle leaned on his door, it looked like their fenders almost got hooked. And when they got hooked, it ended up wrecking them. It's a it's, weird wreck. It's unfortunate because Eric had a really fast car all weekend and was going to probably have a really solid top five day. And Kyle took that away from him. Well, now guess who has more to lose? It. I, I think what TJ just said about we're still racing for a lot – you, you say, man, why would a playoff guy screw up a non-playoff guy? Well, it used to be you kind of didn't do that because the top 10 was the chase or the top 14 was a chase or whatever we did for NASCAR, and you remained in that chase the whole right. time. you know. And, and now that's not the case. You, you get eliminated, and you still have a lot to race for, and that's why you see guys like Eric going for it. And if he does make it hell on him, I don't blame him. Yeah, this is the point where, you know, and you got to pick and choose your battles, man. You can't, you, you know – they get into it and or something at Texas, and you know Kyle ends up cutting a tire down and losing a couple laps, and he finishes twenty fifth. That's going to hurt pretty bad. So hurt him worse at Homestead. Yeah, or Phoenix too. If, he's still if, if you alive. get there, yeah. But you know, minus the playoff guys, everybody still wants to win the race. And, and Eric had a good enough car that things work out just right. He's going to have a legitimate shot at winning that race. You get the right lane on a restart, you. You know, Denny messed up the one a couple restart uh, restart early in the race, and you got all the way a second. Yeah, and that uh, you were me and you were racing for fifth, sixth, or fourth or fifth or something like that. And next yeah. thing you know, you're running second to the nine the nineteen at the time, and it was like you're on him pretty good. Yeah, if you keep that track position the rest of the day, you're going to have a shot of winning at some point for sure. So, and these guys all still deserve to win and want to win. If you don't want to win when you strap in that car, then you sh- you shouldn't be out there and. All your guys want to win too, man. You know how much fun winning at Martinsville is or anywhere. Winning is awesome. So, and these guys all want to do it still. And they don't, you know, I'm not saying they, they don't need to lay over for the, for the playoff guys. Yeah, you should maybe give them an extra couple feet here and there. You don't want to, you don't want to ruin their championship hunt, but you're also racing for a win as well. And I expect that from everybody. Right. 
Last topic, Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano fight following Sunday's race. TJ, how about you start off by telling us what happened on track that kind of fueled this argument, so to speak? You know, it was a late race restart. We're running the outside and... And, uh, you know, the outside off of four was pretty good. You could, you could really maintain there well um, and sometimes beat the guy on the bottom off just because it was – there's a patch there. You can, it grips up. Um, it wasn't as good off of two, but you could really make up some ground off of four. And we were doing that, and we were starting to inch we, – we started getting to where another lap or so – I think another lap. I think we were going to clear him. Um, but we come off turn four and just get – Denny's on the inside of us and we're just getting our momentum just starting to carry us back by him and we were probably going to go into one you know pretty three quarters of a car in front of him um but he just keeps coming up like we weren't there um you know and just runs us in the wall I don't know if he was driving I don't know what I'm sure he was trying to get all he could get as well um and I, I get that you, you don't you're trying i mean everything matters right now but there's a line that you, you have to you have to stay within you have to stay within your lane still you can't just run people into the fence but um he'd just come up and we made contact he ran us all the way into the wall and and uh we kind of got hooked we come off a little bit and and hit him in the door because you're just when you hit the wall it kind of hooks you in sometimes and you're you're trying to get off of it um but that just it flattened our tire and we eventually spun out and had to fix it and um we were probably going to finish top five three to third to fifth something like that and um where'd you end up eighth eighth okay so you wow you came all the way back to eighth yeah the uh that's a solid recovery well we were 15 cars probably on lead lap of that we time? restarted 14th and got to eighth on the last run okay so um yeah we were able to recover but i mean i don't know you there's a big chance of losing a lot of points if we you know if we don't get a caution, we're two laps down. Yeah, easily. You're probably two laps, one and a half. You're probably two laps down, um, and that's probably what fifteen points right there for sure. Twenty points for sure. That'd put us out. Yeah, yeah. You, you so, couldn't have finished better in twenty second, probably but, with two laps down. But to me, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. You just you gotta. You still have to give people room. You know, there's there's a difference in hard racing and then crossing the line and putting somebody in the fence. But you know, we're just got to pick up and move on and you know we salvage a good day out of it we'll just go to texas and phoenix and worry about ourselves and go there and have enough speed hopefully win win one of them or both of them and, and race at homestead for a championship there's nothing better than rivalries in nascar it's what we built this whole sport on and these guys have a rivalry going on i mean you look at their comments back and forth at dover and now their comments back and forth after the race which led to joey kind of taking a little small shove at, at Denny and walking off as he did it. Denny obviously went back after him. I'm spot on for all that playing out. What I'm spot off for is the crew guy who, in my opinion, maliciously attacked Denny Hamlin from behind, horse collared him from behind, pulled him backwards at as hard of a pull as you can possibly do on a guy. And in doing so, could have slammed Denny's head into the asphalt, could have re-injured Denny's back, and could have ended his season. And when we have a guy that's making $50,000 a year, we don't need him throwing around $10 million guys. Like TJ and I were talking earlier, Denny Hamlin is a franchise guy. So is Joy Logano. He's a franchise guy. This guy is not a franchise guy. And he's bringing himself into the conversation in a very poor way. And it was equivalent to me of a sucker punch. If I'm NASCAR, I have a big fine and I have a big suspension. If I'm Penske, I call this guy in on the carpet 
and and I, I really score his butt. I mean, Roger Penske just won some big medal from the White House, from from the president himself. So if you're going to like, and, and there's not a more clean and crisp culture in the NASCAR community than what we have with Penske. I mean, they are really, I mean, and TJ, I'll tell you this. I mean, the, the crew guys are, are held to a high standard on what they wear on the plane, what they wear at the racetrack, what their facial hair looks like. This 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 guy's actions are against everything that, that Penske stands for, in my mind, having been around Roger himself and having seen how they all conduct themselves. I've been in b- uh, business meetings with Bud Dempke. Um, that's just not how they roll. So I, I can't see right now that they'd be real happy with how this whole thing played out. It's, it's very unfortunate that we're two weeks in a row in a situation where a crew guy is – involved with a driver situation and we have got to stop this there's a fine line between breaking it up and defending your driver versus attacking the other driver and when we see a driver get pulled down by his throat in the xfinity series that's not good either and this is even worse than that week so nascar has to correct this wrong and these crew guys have to stop putting their hands look it's all right if you go up and and hold them back it's all right if you try to break it up this is this is creating another fight in my mind because now it's creating a fight between Denny and this crew guy. So more crew guys are going to get in. Like it, it was a, a bad situation. I'm thankful Denny's okay because man, that looked bad on TV. I don't ever want to see you know the drivers get hurt. You know like that. That's not not what we need at all. So I think it could have been handled better um, all across the board. There. I mean, starting with the on track stuff. You, you give this never happens if you don't put somebody in the wall. And I'm I'm not. I don't think Joey went over there looking for a fight to begin with. I think he was frustrated, and he should be. You just got run into the fence. Um, but there's, you know, we can we can handle stuff better. And uh, but I don't. I mean, on the Texas man, I don't. You got to look forward. I mean, that, you know, the best golf players in the world they forget their last bad shot. You got to focus forward. And obviously, Joey's 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 always been in the middle of these situations. You know, for whatever reason, it's because he races hard. He's an aggressive guy. And he doesn't put up with any crap on the track. But there's also a difference between racing hard and racing stupid and getting put in the wall. Yeah, you, I yeah. mean, there's a difference between that, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Once yeah. again, basically the playoffs. There's tons and that's of emotion. Part, that's, and this doesn't happen. It's it's really yet. cool that these are the storylines that like everybody is just so. I mean. The tension is high for for everyone. Yeah. Um, if I you're an anti playoff fan of NASCAR, yeah, yep. you're crazy. Yep. You need to be mentally evaluated. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Joey just wanted an apology too, and Denny wasn't willing to give it. And uh, there's, you know, Denny's not perfect by any means either. He went up to Chase Elliott and told him he was getting hit from behind when he wasn't getting hit from behind. He drove in there and wrecked him. So, but these guys are racing hard, man. It's that's Martinsville short track, and if we have more short tracks, you'll see a lot more of this too. So. Um, crew guys aren't going to stay out of this because they're going to protect their guy. They're, they're yep. going to protect and their they're, guy. They're but working day in and day out. They these are cars. probably exhausted. And it's okay. Look, man, everything that we were told after the incident at Phoenix with Jeff Gordon was, hey, all you crew guys that were running toward that hauler, it's fine that y'all were fighting each other, but if y'all got your hands on Jeff Gordon, you'd have been in serious trouble. Well, guess what? This guy got his hands on our version now of Jeff yep. Gordon. They have Crew guys have a lot of time invested in, in I don't really out. know if – Jeff Gordon and Denny, or Denny's Jeff Gordon. Well, he's there, certainly not Jeff Gordon, but he is easy now. It's the idea he's, he's of, that guy. Of, yep. Like I, I was, you're saying. I, I was, know your buddies, but geez, dude. I was looking at. Uh, well, here I just read an article from Steve O'Donnell, and he said, "I think in this case, you had a crew member who I think honestly didn't realize the fourth with which he ha- made that move." 
dude, you think guys are hitting home runs and not swinging hard? That guy knew the, the force in which he was coming in there with. I don't know how many fights Steve O'Donnell's been in. I have unfortunately been in several growing up where I grew up and then going to the Redneck no University there. of South Carolina. You, think that guy- you know when a fight's going on what your intent is, and it's either A, to break it up, or it's B, to beat somebody's ass. This guy went in there to beat Denny's ass. I don't. I, I think he was trying to break it up. Was he a little too forceful with it? He probably he, was. He, he definitely tried to break I don't, it up. If he wanted to fight Denny, he would have fought him. In my opinion, he was getting Denny was in there trying to throw punches and he pulled him back. And was it probably a little too hard? He didn't pull him back. Well, was it too hard? Probably, but I mean, back and horse collar slamming somebody down. But in spur of the moment things, you're just trying to, I mean, you're trying to separate it and get it back or whatever. You're either being aggressive or you're not. And this guy was being aggressive. That's the way fights happen. The guy he grabbed was being aggressive. Yeah, but you're, you can't worry about that guy. You got to worry about yourself. Well, I mean, Regardless, I think it could have been handled better and better across the board. I think NASCAR sets a precedent for don't do this again with this guy. We'll see. That's a shame because the last guy should have. I I don't disagree with that. Let's check out what's coming up this week on the Dale Jr. Download. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This This week, you won't have to tape your eyes open for this one. Ricky Rudd is our special guest. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday at 5 p.m., then again at midnight. Night Owls on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. Dirty Boat. Man, there's no better place to find authentic and affordable memorabilia that you didn't know you needed than on pristineauction.com, an online auction site. Yeah, you have so many different auctions to pick from. Uh, whether it's the daily auctions with bids starting at just $1 and ending nightly, or the 10-minute auction, which is one of my favorites, and it moves so quickly, you'll find plenty of ways to bid on items, especially like this little guy right here. TJ was over here rubbing his winning diecast. What's that from, TJ? Las Vegas, I believe. Las Signed. Vegas. Yeah, that's a cute little thing you got there. So mm-hmm. pristineauction.com guarantees all the authenticity of all the items, and each comes with an authentication form from only the most trusted sources Go online, look at their stuff. You're going to find something you want. Yes, check out some of these previous NASCAR items and uh, what they went for. Uh, Richard Petty and Dell Emmons signed 8x10 photo, went just for, uh, went for just twenty nine forty. I just listened to Dell Jr.'s podcast with Richard Petty, yeah. and Dell Emmons is one of my all-time favorite people in the garage. For and, sure. And my favorite part of listening to the Richard Petty uh, podcast is how many times he brings up Dale Emmon, how many times <laughs> he brings up Cheap, which is Maurice Petty. Uh, a Dale Jarrett signed photo went for 20 bucks. DJ's a good friend of mine. Jason Jarrett's yeah. son's been on our show. Uh, you Man, you just can't beat what these guys offer. Yeah, and if Dale Emmon ever gets a hold of your arm, just cut it off because he's going to take it. Yeah, it he, hurts. He, his hands are strong. Yeah, and he grabs you at those pressure points. Yeah, the pressure points. He, you yeah. want to cut your arm off. But, uh, yeah, it's quick and easy. Uh, free to register and free to bid, and you only pay when you win. Exclusively for you DBC listeners, enter the registration code CLEAR, C-L-E-A-R, into the registration page, and you guys are going to get an immediate $5 auction credit. If you love listening to Door Bumper Clear, go and check out and support pristineauction.com. That's pristine, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. And don't forget to register with the code CLEAR. Free five bucks. Check them out. We'll be back in a minute. Casey had too many hot dogs and just ran to the bathroom. Let's go in the fast lane. Three racing questions. One off-the-wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop from talking? Good luck. Fast lane. Oh, Casey's back. 
she uh, had too many hot dogs with slaw. <laughs> Actually, guys, I heard no. what you said, and I definitely no. had a very important call that I had yeah. to answer. I wasn't even in Martinsville, yeah. so... Nature's call. <laughs> remember when you said that, when I said that I'll keep coming back if you guys are being nice? Well, just remember. While you were on the call, I went to the bathroom, and I walked so in she. on a dude changing. Did you hear Casey in the other uh, one next door? Like there's, <laughs> if you've ever been to Junior Motorsports, the gift shop has... Two bathrooms, a men and a women, and the guy didn't lock the men's bathroom, and I just saw him naked. Well, he's probably whoa, 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 the whoa, show. whoa, 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 like all the way. No, not all the way. Okay, but. <laughs> that's different. I mean, I mean, naked enough. Changing. All right, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just let's just start it. off with fast lane. Tell him you broke your butt. <laughs> nah. <laughs> First question: Each Martinsville race this season featured just. Three lead changes, the least amount on any race at the track since 1967. Was this more the result of one dominant car or the current rules package? TJ. Um, I think the last two races, we've seen two dominant cars. We saw Brad dominate there in the spring, and uh, the 19 was dominant. I don't think... um, I don't know if it's this package. Obviously, this is the first year we've ran that package there, right? We ran a last year, didn't we? We didn't run the slow uh, horsepower. But, I mean, there are still two dominant cars. You don't see that very often, so I'm not ready to write the book on that yet. Um, the, the package doesn't suck. The tire sucks. And when you got a tire, I was talking to my engineer, Lee, and he's like, man, we can run this left side tire for like 10,000 laps or something crazy. It's just not wearing. When you see Brad Keselowski lead 446 laps and you see Martin come back and lead 464 laps, yeah, they're dominant cars, but come on, man. Like, I, I, this track is awesome. It's one of the best places out there. We can't afford to see Kyle Larson stay out on 100 lap tires and almost win a stage and end up running second because the tire is so good. That, and that's the problem. The tire has to wear. We, when the lap times would fall off, they would fall off into the 20s, and then they would just stay in the 20s. Like, they got to keep going. You got to be able to manage that right rear, manage that right front, and these guys aren't having to do that. Yeah, I don't – there's definitely um, – there, there's fall off, and there – I mean, when the pits opened, you pitted most of the time unless you only had about 15 laps on your tires. But um, you still had to manage your – we were managing brakes and tires a lot, um, we were still you know, doing that, but there's just not, not nearly as much. Next topic. With 33 to go on Sunday, Brad Keselowski knocked teammate Ryan Blaney up the track while racing for third. A lap later, Keselowski pulled down and let Blaney pass by. Should drivers be more focused on their own performance or their teammates' point situation late in the race? Brett. I think they got to worry about themselves. You know, you make errors when you start worrying about other things. You got to really focus on getting in the corner, getting the car rotated there, trying to drive it nice and straight up off. And I think Brad made a mistake. I don't think Brad meant to hit Ryan in his left rear. I think Brad got in there a little too hot and realized, look, if this had been anybody else, Brad would have kept going. Uh, but if this had been anybody else, the next guy, next corner, that guy might have wrecked him. So I think this is two teammates who worked well together. Brad realized he made a mistake, gave it back, and I'll, I'll only went. It's not the first time I've seen this happen either. I've seen guys that don't agree with how they – you know made the pass or got around a guy and if that's the way they feel like they want to race you know um if brad truly made a mistake and he felt bad about it and he didn't think he needed to pass him that way that's that's understandable but like he said sometimes you might that's coming back and if 
the rewarding part is if you let that guy go, you're hoping he erases it from his memory, you know, because if it's not a teammate, you might get wrecked. So um, uh, probably a smart move on Brad's part, no matter who it is. If you move somebody and you don't agree with it and you didn't mean to do it, giving it back I don't see as being a big issue. Blaney's 15 points out. He's got to get all he can get. Brad's still racing for a lot himself. We've talked about that. Um, this is where our sport gets really weird, though, because you're racing against each other. You're just operating as one organization. So it's not your team. Your team is your car number and those guys that work on it. That's a whole different team, but it's the same organization. So there is rules of etiquette. I mean, Daniel Suarez raced Clint extremely hard yesterday. Uh, Clint was a little upset about it. But it's still racing. We're racing the 41 car. I saw Just that. like we're racing the 22 car or any other car. I saw Denny get into Kyle. Yeah. And move him up the racetrack. And I don't think Kyle was happy about it, but I mean, we're ra- everybody's still racing. racing. And, but, you know, I, I think it's cool that Brad actually made a mistake and, and owned, he basically owned his mistake right there. You know, he owned his mistake and said, go ahead and, and uh, you know, I'll pass you again if I can get to you or whatever. But, you know, I, that's just a choice Brad made there. This is going to be such a fun elimination race next year. I mean, it's just going to be so freaking awesome. I can't wait. I mean, not only this race, but well, the next races that we have for this year. I if, if this Daytona, is what, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be cool. Wow, well, Daytona lot to look forward to. Is so great, remember that video game? What? No that song. No Daytona is so great. Do, do, do. Never mind. All right. <sighs> next one. Kevin Harvick has won the last two playoff Texas races to secure his spot in the championship four. What's more likely to happen? Harvick wins again on Sunday to go three for three, or he misses Homestead altogether. And he's currently minus 14 points in fifth place. Oh, man. I think it's more likely that he wins uh, for three in a row there than it is for him to miss the playoffs all the way. I think he makes the playoffs, but I don't know that he wins. I mean, these are two really good tracks for him coming up, a place where he can get a lot of stage points. And, look, we all know how good he's, he is at Phoenix. So I just know these mile and a half right now, the Toyota cars have been kicking our butts. Jason, I actually didn't know Kevin had won this race two years in a row, so good job on statistics. I think he makes Homestead, but I don't – dude, take Kevin Harvick or the field. I mean, that's what you're basically asking us. And, I mean, I don't care what driver you give me, I'm going to take the field every time. Yeah, and he didn't – he didn't have a tremendous amount of speed in Kansas either. So, um, but I'm not doubting them guys one bit. They, you know, early in this year we're like, oh, what happened to Kevin? What happened to Kevin? Then he wins three out of four or something boom, like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, there he is. Yeah, and there's so Kevin. Texas is probably, you know, when you look at the mile and a half, we're probably in the corner longer at Texas than anywhere else we go. That those are big, long, sweeping banks. So handling is going to be an issue, and speed the, of the corners the problem, is going to be an issue. The problem is, is you look at the play, the people that are still alive in the playoffs, and look at Texas, and tell me any of them are guys are bad there. Right? You can't. You know, yep. you can't look at Texas. Denny's good at Texas. Kyle's good at Texas. Joey's good at Texas. Ryan's good at Texas. These guys are all really good at Texas. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Off the wall question. A teenager in Germany broke into a prison to try to win back his ex girlfriend. Did you go did you ever go to any extreme lengths to win back a girlfriend? Brent. Why is she in prison? Yeah, I don't know if this is a good <laughs> The story did not elaborate. Oh wow. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a keeper. Yeah, literally in the in the cell. <laughs> in the cell. 
I don't think I ever went to any extreme lengths to get to win back a girlfriend. I think they none of them wanted to to be with you? To, to not be my girlfriend. Yeah, they all wanted to be my girlfriend. So why would I have to win them back? Mm. I never lost them. Yeah, I mean, if I were to go with the hero or the zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some guys and girls do some pretty psychotic things. It's you know when looking back at it now. I've seen some younger younger people. Yeah, I guess it's even some older people too now that do some bizarre things when it comes down to you know who's dating who and what. I know Casey, you look crazy. I know you've done uh, something yeah. crazy. I look crazy. What have you done? I don't really know how to take that. One. I'm not okay. You you've do got look psychotic like, eyes right now. Just talking about it. Like, look at her. Look at her eyes right now. She's honestly, like, I cannot think of anything that I've done that's like. Out of line. Did, she you, looks and like she ever, did you and Chad ever break up once y'all started no. dating? No. Nope. Did you ever break up with a guy? And they try to win you back? No. Have you ever you ever uh, split up with a guy and you were really mad at him? Not really. I mean. She I'm looks kinda, like she has that switch. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't date a lot, though. That was my problem is I worked too much. Like, I honestly worked too much, so oh. I never really, like, dated. I, I never had a lot of girlfriends either. I mean, like, not, like, steady girlfriends. Like, I mean, we're talking. Yeah. Probably well, four. Pageland didn't have that many women there. Well, look, we partied. We had fun. <laughs> just we didn't go steady. What was your graduating class again? 140. Ah, that's okay. Yeah, 140. Not bad. It was yeah. fun. Fun place to live. <laughs> Nothing to do. Is that why you moved? We made it fun on our own. <laughs> Is your mom still there? My mom's still there. How's Brother's still doing? there. I go back and see my mom. You know, when I can, travel sucks. She always yeah. comes to see me, but she hasn't been feeling great, so it's yeah. been hard. Uh, but, yeah, man, it uh, it hadn't changed a lot. The queen of Pageland. Jason, yeah. what about you? Uh, nothing crazy now. Not going to prison and climbing up a wall to be – that's what that guy did in Germany. It was crazy. Jason, do you have any girlfriends in high school? I had, like, those middle school and high school girlfriends that don't really count, but you dated them for, like, a couple of months. Like that Girls kind of are just crazier than dudes. That I remember count. somebody in, like, high school, ninth grade, I think it was, asked yeah. me out, <laughs> and then – Said I loved you. He asked me on instant message, actually. And then said I loved you, like, right after I said yes. And then the next day I said, I'm really sorry. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, because What a psycho. jerk. Oh, I can't help it. Did that I was you, just too far. Did I tell you about in uh, fifth grade, I wrote on, I forgot that I did it. I wrote on Erin Alessi is her name. She actually lives in Charlotte now as a school teacher. Hmm. Wrote on her Valentine. Will you watch go out, teachers. Will you go out with me? I had somebody propose with a paper, uh, like, Paper ring. ring in fourth grade. Oh, that's nice. Well, I, her yeah. friend comes over to me and she's like, Aaron says yes. And I'm like, what you talking about? I must have wrote it on like three or four <laughs> different <balance. laughs> So I don't know. Wow. But yeah, so uh, we I dated her for a couple weeks, I guess, in fifth just, grade. Whoever said yes, you just picked them. You just wrote on your book. Well, they all said then, yes. Yeah. Well, do then? I don't know, Jason. <laughs> I don't know. What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home. So request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely. Offerpad.com is the best, easiest, and quickest way to buy or sell your home. 
Yeah, go to OfferPad.com and fill out a quick form about your home and you'll receive an offer within 24 hours. A dude, cash offer. Dude, that's fast. Can you imagine wanting to sell anything that you own and getting a cash offer within 24 hours? Man, that's awesome. I I think they have a lot of cool things that they offer you. They'll they'll move you locally. You know, they'll close within ten days. The fact that they can make even make an offer within twenty four hours is a big deal. They want to buy your home, date. man. Uh, don't wait any longer. Start the process today. It's really easy. We've we've had fans tweet us saying they bought their house or sold their house yeah. because of the sponsorship on this show. Yep. Tweet OfferPad. Tell them you love them. OfferPad.com. Yep, for sure. Check them out. All right, ask DBC. This first one is from J underscore Fellenbaum. Why? I might know him, I think. Oh. Jason friends. Fellenbaum? If that's Jason, I don't know. I think so. I think it's Jason. Oh, nice. Why are there so many crew chiefs with no imagination or gambling in NASCAR? 50 laps to go, the 19 pits for four tires. He's kicked your ass all day. No two tire stops by anyone. Jason, it just doesn't work, man. You're like, if you pit from third, there's going to be six that stay out, and you're not going to get the risk. is So right now, the risk is too high for a playoff guy right there. It's too high. The risk, you're, you're throwing away so much at that point to try to get back through guys that are going to race you as hard as you can possibly get raced at Martinsville. So, yeah, I, get, I know what you're saying, but the risk versus reward right now, the risk is too high to do it for uh, for points. Well, points, people. If you're running third 12. or fourth, or, yeah, well, if you're running third or fourth or something like that, you know you're not going to beat them. There's a caution, 40 to go, and everybody stays out on 50-lap tires. You might pit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, man, think so many things have to happen after you pit for you to make, the, make up the ground and be successful at it. Yep. Maybe we can all just get together. Hey, the night we're all gonna pit. Let yeah, nineteen. You got to stay out, but we're whatever all the nineteen pit. does. We're all doing yeah, the opposite. But those if he guys, pits, we stay out. If he stays out, we pit. Those guys are scanning everybody too, and they're listening. And if they hear more than one, they hear majority are coming. They're gonna come anyway. So you're not just gonna outsmart. There's you know, a lot that. of people to not to go off on a tangent. Um, I don't disagree with what this guy's asking, but there's a lot of people at this point in the season, especially that have play calls. The drivers have pieces of tape on their dash or whatever that the word blue means two tires and the word Texas means four tires or whatever, right? So, you know, like TJ said, they're scanning, but strategies right now are all over the place. Also, if you take two tires and you're the only one that takes two tires, guess who comes out right behind you? The leader. No, the guy, tires. the guys with four tires. Yeah. And guess who's the first car to get past? You. You. And then guess who else passes you? The rest of the guys with four tires. Yeah. So it's just yeah. a tough call. A uh, row Jody asks, should NASCAR adopt hockey's third man rule? You're the third man in a fight or engagement, you're ejected. No. Uh, no. I mean, that's hockey and NASCAR are way different. Um, when you fight in hockey, when you drop the gloves, you are, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're engaging in a one on one battle right there when you drop the gloves. This, the, this here is just raw emotion. Those guys talk about it before they drop the puck. Hey, you want to fight? Yeah, let's fight. Yeah. You know, and then they, they go and they fight. But plus, um, plus, how many people are on the ice? 12? No. Well, 14? including the goalies, there's five versus five. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole goalie. different situation than when you look at us, man. We're hundreds of people on, on pit road and it can turn into a melee. So, yeah. Uh, the, in my opinion, the third guy coming in with driver on driver. Needs to try to de-escalate the situation and break it up. That's what he 
needs to do. He doesn't need to start a new situation like we've seen the last couple weeks, and that's got to stop. Look, I mean, everybody says on Twitter, these are two grown men, let them fight. (laughs) That's never going to happen. Somebody's going to land a punch maybe. Somebody's going to land a shove maybe. People, including NASCAR officials, are going to get in there and break it up. If these guys truly want to fight, (laughs) they're going to have to do it in a motorhome lot. They're going to have to do it at the airport. Or turn one at Gateway. (laughs) <laughs> or yeah, or on the racetrack like Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton did, like, like where nobody can get to you. And but, I'm not gonna lie, the last thing you guys might want to watch is these guys. <laughs> well, yeah. remember when John West Townley body slammed himself trying to? Trying <laughs> I to mean, get have guy? you seen these NASCAR officials? I would be so scared of them. Why would you even want to go near them? I'm just saying they're I so mean, nice, but still, like scared. Uh, tempers run high, and I don't, you know, I'm not sure there's a, and, and yeah, it's just raw emotion. That's. What people? That's yeah. what's great about our sport. You guys get to see the raw, hear it, and see it, and and um, you know. And if my crew guys want to fight your crew guys, so be it. If my driver wants to fight your driver, so be it. Crew guys can't be aggressive and malicious toward drivers. It's stupid, and it doesn't work. It's a bad. It's a bad ending. We don't need to tolerate this. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if it's if that there. crew guy wants to do it, go knock on his motorhome door, door and do it. Totally different scenario. This yeah, is this is not the place for this. <sighs> Last one. Addison's dad seventy six asks: After watching Denny's interview after the race, do either of you do an impersonation that is spot on? <laughs> Please do it right now. I, I, I will he say does. this: he I can didn't dance see, like Michael. I, all I saw was pictures, and I saw video. I didn't hear audio. Um, but but I think that's pretty funny. <gasps> you, do you have anything? No, I can't do per- impersonations. Why not? Will? 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 I can't do impersonations. Current? What about you, TJ? I don't have very good impersonations either. Sterling Martin, the Coos Light Dodge. You used to do a Sterling one, didn't you? Uh, no, I, I, no one can do a Sterling one. You can try, but no, uh, Steve Crisp. Light. Steve Crisp can do, I don't know if yeah, you he, remember, he can he do some awesome. impersonations. He can do Sterling. He can do uh, Richard Childress. He is so funny. Casey, you do any impersonations? No, I got nothing. <laughs> it's a good question. I just I'm not talented. Yeah, you Addison can dance. I can dance. I can impersonate some dancing. I heard your son was out in the field like moonwalking and stuff at the baseball or whatever. Yeah, he can't be still, man. Yeah, he he cannot <laughs> waiting be still. for the pitch. He's out there moonwalking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, the coach yells, "Bodie, stop dancing." <laughs> I'm like, hey, he takes dance lessons too. Like, you know, just take baseball. You have him well versed. <laughs> all right. Oh. Best question ones that offer pad. Give DC them all t shirts. All right. I'll send them all a message. Then on iTunes. We'll start Apple, back shipping t shirts next week. Yeah. I'll send you a new list of all the addresses and stuff. Yeah. My, my garage is still filled with stuff. Yep. Apple Podcast Review now will give a t shirt to Jordy and Maya, who said, I have so much more respect for sponsors after listening to this podcast. What you do is tough, but y'all are so much fun to listen to each week. With each episode, I learn something new about racing, and this show never this show never fails to make me laugh. Sometimes I get funny looks when people see me laughing to myself at a red light, which, of course, only makes me laugh harder. Also, ain't no law when you're drinking a claw, something I say now. So thanks for that. Love the show. Never change. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that is great. pretty funny. When wow. I see a white claw, the first thing I think of is Jason and Chris Thank Rice. You. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, that was funny. What are we in the rants about? Are you guys dressing up for Halloween? I told you my 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 family is leaving for I know, Florida. But that doesn't so mean you don't need to dress up. I dress up every day for Halloween. Halloween. So uh, Bodie is being uh, a Pikachu. Pikachu. 
What the, the Pikachu? Pikachu? You can't say that. <laughs> Pikachu. No, the before. Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> Not. I didn't say yes. I said C. Pikachu. Pika, Pikachu. <laughs> so he's Pikachu, and he wants me to be Pikachu's boss or trainer. I or thought something. Pikachu was the main guy. I do too. No, I don't. Pikachu I don't, is I don't the, is the about. actual <laughs> so, like. So Bodhi always gets to pick out what what we're gonna be. We're always yeah. something together. We were Batman oh, and Robin. Um, last year we were Mario and Luigi. So it's totally up to Bodhi what I'm gonna be. But I don't know what I'm gonna be. But I'm gonna be something to do with Pikachu. And I think you should be the Pikachu. costume was a double X and it came and it was way too small. <laughs> and first of all, I weigh 220 pounds. I'm five foot nine. But I wear an XL, and I ordered a double X because the Mario um, pants were a little tight on my crotch last year. <laughs> and the more we walked, the more uncomfortable I got. So I didn't want it. I wanted a baggy, chill. We have a huge Halloween party. We got walking trails. It's the best place ever for Hall- Halloween. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know what I'm going to be. But it's something to do with Pikachu's boss. The trainer. The trainer. Yeah, yeah. it must be the trainer. So what is remember. Pikachu? It's a Pokemon. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. It's a Pokemon. He's got all these Pokemon cards, so that's related. Yeah, that's what Malin's got a lot too. So they're related to each other. It's it's uh, actually a game. Yeah, but we don't play the game. Malin just likes the cards. They used to have the app where you can have. There were like catch them. Yeah, and you can catch them at the racetrack. Like they would actually. I remember that. People are getting run over walking out in the middle of the road. Yeah, I was on a run in wherever we were traveling to, and some guy was searching for a Pokemon and ran right into me, and I almost ran into the fence. Like, they are very serious about this. Okay, well, that's what I'm being. What are you going to be, Casey? Uh, so, every year, Chad's family has a theme. So, we were Disney characters, and I was like Jasmine, and Chad was Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. Decades hmm. last year, superheroes, I think, the year before. All right. Now, this year is circus. So, circus. That's what we're all part of. Yes. Circus. So, what's a that? A traveling mean? circus. You're going to be an animal? Mm-hmm. Um, TBD, which what I will end up being. It's Thursday. It's my. Uh, it's, I know. I still have to figure it out. I found your costume though, the trainer. Look, just something. He's a trainer. Oh, that's exactly what my outfit is. Yeah, but the shirt's way too small. It won't. So it won't, he has it won't the, close. He has the. This is the. This is Pikachu. Oh, well, he's, he's cool Pikachu. looking guy. Yeah. Well, buddy's oh, gonna be that little yellow thing. Yeah. yeah everybody oh. loves Pikachu. Man. Pikachu's the best. Oh, awesome. Yeah too old to know what this stuff is mm-hmm. i love halloween though what i think i'm just fun. gonna sit on my front porch and scare kids okay but i have to talk to you because you cannot put a limit on candy you can't say take one that doesn't ha- that's not how this works you know what sucks for halloween yeah, is you when can. you got dogs no, and people keep ringing your doorbell oh my gosh <laughs> yeah mine's got a bark collar it's gonna be a bad night for him <laughs> no i'm just kidding the bark collars work uh, Don't do it. It's sad. It's not sad. Why is it sad? sad? It's not shock. It's vibrate. But you still can't do that. Like it vibrates. Oh my gosh. Okay, fine. Talk it's about it later. It's a dog. I, but I'm not. I don't. I won't shock him. Like mm-hmm. I, I get the one and it vibrates. It'll beep to like tell him to like stop. It beeps and then if it keeps going, it just vibrates. Okay. Well, so, you cannot give a limit on the amount of candy that you yes, give kids. you can. I agree with Casey. No. You shouldn't do that to your dog. It's like duct taping up a human's mouth. It's unfair to the dog. <laughs> I mean, imagine Brett. That is not duct taping a human's mouth. Yeah, it is. You all. won't let him talk. That's how a dog talks. It barks. And you won't well, let then him he bark. yells too much. It's not yelling. It's talking. He, no, that's not talking. He, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, lim- can, lim- limiting candy's fine. No, it's not. Because the older kids come through and take the whole thing. I had my, actually, uh, I was out trick-or-treating uh, about three or four years ago with my daughter. And I come back. 
and my whole I had this really nice porcelain candy jar, and it had it was like a Halloween like I don't know the eye sockets were hanging. It was really nice though. It was fairly expensive, and it was gone. So they, they took stole your it. container. Yeah. So Dang. I won't use rough the neighborhood night. you live I in. No man, where do you live? Because well, you probably got, put a sign up that says "Take one only." Get no, out to the trailer park, dog. Nowhere did it say "Take the whole damn thing." Well, if you put a limit, I would have taken everything. So, just I'm going to egg your house. Oh, <laughs> just so you know, that's what I'm going to do. If you wake up Friday morning and there's toilet paper, and I'm going to egg your trailer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's all I, can, I can't afford. I candy lived in jars. a trailer as a kid. I can make fun of trailer parks. <laughs> My sister made fun of me two weeks ago. We were out to eat, and she started talking about, I can't believe you and Mama live in that trailer. I'm like, where the hell else are we going to live? We were broke. Yeah, I, I think. I need to tell that story sometime about my brother in I the lived trailer. In a, I lived in a trailer in the very beginning when I was like. How long has this show been going on, Jason? It's about time. We better go. Yeah, Next I, time. Next time. My All brother right. and the trailer story is as good as any Will story you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, if he finds bad. out I tell it, though, he'd kill me. Oh, just tell him not to listen. Well, next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining. Yeah. Texas. Let's cowboy Texas. boots, cowboy hats. Everything's bigger in Texas. Don't forget to give us tons of compliments. Talk about how great the show is. Tweet us. Follow us. Like us. Where do you stay in Texas? Me? Yeah. Uh, near West Westlake? I'm in Grapevine, I think. Where are you at? I'm not traveling this weekend. Oh, Lucky you. Always working. Oh. Well, I work at the office every day. That Dallas area, Fort Worth, it's it all awesome. It is so nice. Yeah. I really like that track. I will admit, they, they do eight. a great job. I can't wait to go barbecue. to Hard Eight. Hard Eight Barbecue. So I, I ate at, uh, last time I went there, um, my roommate Josh made me go to Babe's. Babe's is, is, is easy, really, easy to overeat. Oh my gosh, the portions you get are... You can only order two things, chicken it's, fried chicken or chicken mm-hmm. fried steak. But and they're both it's delicious. family, like family. It's like family, family style. style or whatever. So you get this mass. I'm looking at like, Josh, what did we just do here? <laughs> we have to go to the racetrack in a little bit. It was one where the garage is open and late. I'm like, we got to go to the racetrack a little bit. Look at all this food, man. We didn't bring any Tupperware. How I'm many? Like, uh, <laughs> how many? What would you eat more of, the mashed potatoes or the corn? Uh, probably mashed potatoes. Not a corn guy. Uh, I used to like. I used to eat a lot of corn, but I can't eat it now. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know why. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you guys in Texas. I can't wait. Yeah. Exciting racetrack. Yeah. Should uh, be good, man. Looking forward to getting there. This package there. How's the weather look for this weekend? I don't know. Fort Worth. Has anybody looked? I feel uh, like you guys are just uh, rambling. We are. This, this is, okay, we can talk about the important. weather after. It should be the, great. The weather's important. It's Texas. They did Here have a go. tornado. I know. Just normal. Oh, the weather's beautiful. It's 60 and sunny every day. Friday, 60 degrees, 35 in the morning. Man, that's Holy. deer hunting weather right there. You got the Xfinity race? Yes. yes. You know that's else. a night race, right? Is it? Yeah, and it's 36 is the low. Oh. You might want to bundle I'm up, man. I'm going to have to go home and get some clothes. That's cold. That is cold. 30. Right, roof. It's always windy there, too. So on Saturday, hourly, what time is it? Oh, yeah. What time will the Xfinity race be going? About 6, 7? Seven? 7, probably. Oh, that's 51 degrees. It's 47 at 8 o'clock. <laughs> that's getting to where... That's almost to the point of not returning. I'm so glad. I'm so sick of being hot. I'm ready for winter. Deer yeah. hunting, snow skiing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, good. guys, for yeah. listening. Talk Have a good week. week. We're out. See you. Casey's in the bathroom. Halloween. Bye. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.